Hey, comic book collectors. Do you want to protect what you collect? Do you hate when your comic books slide around in your short box or you need to turn them sideways just so they don't bend or fall over? Well, look no further than Sidekick Supplies. Their product fits firmly inside your comic box so you don't need to worry. And not only is their product made in the USA, but also ships free directly to your doorstop. Check out our sponsor, Sidekick Supplies at SidekickSupplies.com and use the code COMICOM15 for 15% off your purchase. Believe me, you'll be ordering more than one. Welcome to the one and only Comic-Con Podcast, your podcast for comic book news, reviews, and comic community drama with your hosts, Nemesis Prime and Milton the Man. Are you listening? Yo, what's up, party people? Welcome back. Comic-Con Podcast Season 4, Episode 9. Man, we have a crazy crazy episode for you today we're going to talk about all the important stuff we're talking the war in ukraine we're talking israel versus palestine we're talking pogs i mean all the things you guys want to know about and want to (laughs) talk about and hear about psych we're talking about comics gotcha bitch so as always myself the manimal here with justin aka nemesis prime what's up dude feeling a little icky over there huh oh all right i'm calling you out bro calling you out right now oh, okay all right so my voice is <clears throat> i apologize for my voice because i am a little sick i'm a little under the weather so this guy calls me today and he's like <laughs> dude you're always sick he is always sick he's okay always sick. let's go let's just talk about this the last time i was sick was during the holidays for christmas and weren't you sick during the holidays too uh yeah i did yes, have, you were I did yeah. have the, okay so the, it's been like you know i had mud months. butt if you know what mud butt is well whatever but still yeah. that was the last time that i was sick and I just feel like every time I talk to you, so you don't like sickness, sickness, but everyone's like, oh, a little, little stuffy. And granted, you do go to cons all the time and you're around all the crud and the. Yeah. And it's like, it's different here. It's, you know, the weather changing, like literally like one day it's 30, the next day it's 60, then it's back to 40 and it's raining or snowing. It's it's beautiful. You get just nothing but dry. So that's why all the (laughs) bacteria gets killed over there by you. Actually, yeah, it's been really nice down here. And then you get like, you can tell though, when the weather's like really nice, it's, it's funny. One of my coworkers was like, uh, oh dude, it's a nice day out today. And I called it. It was like two days ago. And I go, bro, it's going to be windy as shit the next two days. Just watch. And then wind comes through. Like the wind down here in El Paso is probably like our worst weather. And it's, it's Are we ugly. talking weather again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot. I should have, I should have intro to weather. So this is what happens when you're an old, an old person. You talk weather, right? And sickness. But uh, yeah, dude, the wind comes down, blows all the over desert here, dirt God. everywhere. And yeah. the allergies. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk some comics. So we're actually going to flip the script on you guys and actually talk current reads today or what we're, what we're currently reading right now. So um, I feel like it's, I don't know if I had a lot of books or if maybe one mm-hmm. of my DCPS, DCBS runs came in. And so I had a little bit more to read recently. But this past week seemed uh, like a good good number of books, man. Um, and I still have, I'm still not even done. I'm still not even done reading some of the other books that came out. But um, I'll go ahead and start off here, I guess. Um, honorable mentions to all the X-Men books this week. We had Resurrection of Magneto is very strong. The Dead X-Men, which is cool. Cable's run. And, oh, man, obviously, I could talk about it every week, every issue that comes out with the Wolverine. I mean, of course. It, it's of course. so good. It's so good. The Sabretooth War. 
So all the Wolver or all the X-Men stuff were really good. Um, Duke, awesome. Loved the Duke issue. Got to see that. And we kind of got like a cameo last panel introduction of uh, the Baroness mm -hmm. last issue. And so this issue, we get a little bit more Baroness. That was really cool. And then um, that one character that shows up and won't survive. Oh, yeah. That was wild. <laughs> I was like, well, that was pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. A big character. But um, shout out to. I don't want to take all of them. I don't know what you're going to. Are you going to talk Carnage? No, you can go ahead and talk. Carnage. Well, I'm not gonna, I just want to say shout out to Carnage issue. It was awesome as well. So mm. anyway, so the, the two I wanted to kind of talk about uh, or three. Like the honorable honorable mention is you guys really should be reading Local Man by uh Seeley. It's Tim Seeley, right? Yep, Tim. Yeah, Tim Seeley. It's so good. It's it's very, very interesting. It's it almost kind of feels like the boys in a way, right? Because it's like yep. superheroes that are like work for the government or whatever in a way, but um it's a little bit more grounded than the boys, a little less um wild, I guess is a good description for the boys. And I really love the flip cover thing. So like in the you read the first, you read the main novel, and then you can flip it over and reverse it. And uh, it's like a little side story as well. So it's mm. awesome. I really, really have been enjoying Local Man. But um, no, the two books that I thought were really strong this week is, well, not really. The, the Punisher. Okay, we since we kind of talked about The Punisher a couple of weeks ago. And I think, dude, is this is it only a four-issue series? I looked on CLZ. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. It was like, only a mini. Okay, yeah. So honestly, this is the best issue of the run so far. The last one, it, it ended pretty strong. Granted, there's nothing wild here. I mean, it's it's nothing different than what we've talked about in the past. But yeah, kind of towards the end of the book, feel like okay, cool, man. Like I'd be interested to to read some more Joe Garrison stories. Um, but pick of the week, Avengers Twilight, Chip Zdarsky, so good. I mean, every mm -hmm. really great. And I'm always a little hesitant with these like elseworld the end type stories you know where it's like hey this is how all the heroes fall because obviously we know that's not how it's gonna go but this one's been really good um i like the way chip's running it and kind of like plotting out the story obviously it's very steve rogers focused right now and i think it's supposed to be 10 or 12 issues but i imagine i have a feeling rogers isn't gonna make it the whole way through this i don't know man it's very like very political right it's very like in our very, times type of thing like he's very what's like going right now right yeah like very like right uh now. censorship and like what mm -hmm. can be said uh there is some reveals and there's a lot of reveals in this latest yeah. issue um we're not gonna spoil it go ahead and read it uh yeah i'm sure if you like even and it's it's annoying because it's like if you look at the solicitations you already can see like what's, what's coming happen yeah yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that first battle between james tony's son james mm -hmm. and and steve which is which is cool so I like the, um, this is a minor spoiler. I like the kind of, we had an introduction of the, like the Thunderbolts in the last issue. Mm -hmm. And then you have one character who went by a um, moniker of a villain. And then now looks like it's going to be the moniker switch over and become a good guy, like a, a legacy type good guy, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it is, it's very interesting. It, it is mere kind of the times right now, this idea that like, don't worry, the masses are too dumb to realize, just feed them what they want. And that is kind of what it feels like is happening in the U.S. right now, right? With like this war of the media. And I think whether, you know, I jokingly said we we're going to talk about politics, but like obviously everything's a little political these days. But I, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, if you are like a logical thinker, if you are a logical thinker, you have to realize that 
what's going on with the media these days is wrong, no matter what side you're on. Like it is just skewed and it is very dangerous because you're fed information, but if you're not fed the right information, you know, honestly, misinformation is probably the biggest threat. I feel like we're, we're in right now in this, in this world, Mm -hmm. um, especially with the internet, right? Because the internet connects everything. You flood it with misinformation and, you know, it muddles everything up. Anyway, so that's kind of like one of the themes in this Avengers Twilight and really enjoying it. Obviously, Chip Zdarsky's writing's amazing and the Alex Ross covers are fabulous. So. Yeah, Daniel Kuna on the art too is, is pretty badass. Oh yeah, and the interiors for sure, yeah. So really good stuff there. So that's what I got. What about you, man? Um, so I was going to talk about Punisher kind of like as a comparison because we actually oh, had yeah, same thing. Right. We had, it was great because it's, we had Punisher number four and white widow number four, and it's two okay. series that just are ending. And like you said, it was very weird to, they are only, you know, mini series, um, you know, both, I, both, I think wrap up very well. Elena story kind of finishes her little suburban town thing, right? Joe Garrison battles jigsaw. We get to see him in like a, not jigsaw because of kind of like what happens at the end. Right. But they're two, they're, they're nice. They're solid. They're quick four issues. I like that. And I feel like Marvel's doing that a little bit more. Right. I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I was like, I was even looking up like solicitations and looking at just like the Marvel titles coming out in March. And I can already see that there's a bunch of ongoing minis and new ones that are coming Mm -hmm. out. It'll be like two of four, three of four, one of four. Yeah. And it's It's kind of, kind of frightening a little bit because you're seeing dc has been doing this for a while right like dc's kind of only been operating in like the mini uh realm for a little bit on their titles yeah um and now marvel's marvel's kind of like not been doing that minus like little you know themed ones like the spider-verse the x-men have like little minis but i don't know what it means man i'm wondering if it means like just low low sales and they're like look it's not worth having a title go on for a long time let's just do four quick issues cash grab and, and get out um yeah well it's interesting like even at least like with with white widow at the end of the issue it's like you uh you continue lena's yelena's story in thunderbolts number four so at least okay. like yeah. it, you know it's a nice little pickup like if you haven't been reading thunderbolts it doesn't mean that you needed to read the first three issues you could read yelena or white widow one to four and then you could start going because i think uh thunderbolts 4 comes out next week or sometime soon yeah so again I mean, it makes, that you continue with characters like where they're gonna go it makes sense for characters like you know like i like white widow i like yelena belova um joe garrison's obviously new but i mean they're not tried and true characters that you know can mm-hmm. carry an ongoing so you do these little minis to try to get the hype. If the writing is good, if the story is good, people are like, Hey, I want more of that. And then maybe they do follow over to Thunderbolts and maybe those sales go up. Um, but honestly, I feel like it's a, it's a tricky tactic. Cause let's say I'm reading Yelena Belova, right. Or white widow. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll pick up Thunderbolts. Cause I like her, but it's not the same thing. It's not like watching. I feel like Marvel doesn't realize it's not like watching TV, right? It's not like, oh, yeah. I saw her in Hawkeye, the miniseries, and so now I'm going to watch, or I saw her in The Widow, Black Widow movie, and now I'm going to watch her in Hawkeye because it's the same actress coming over. Mm-hmm. That's not how writing works, right? Like a different writer writes the story different, writes the character different. And honestly, like a team ensemble is not where you necessarily want to see your character grow because mm-hmm. they have to share time with everyone. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. Do you like yeah. the run, the White Widow? Yeah, both. Well, yeah, both were solid. I thought it was cool. I, I talked about at least the first two issues when they came out. I felt like I enjoyed her. You know, I, I saw Florence Pugh 
envision that character like as i'm reading right. and i'm reading it as her um this issue does also start off with red uh <laughs> with black widow so you get to see a little bit of like interaction between them two before it kind of goes back to present day so mm-hmm. that was cool um another honorable mention i would throw up is penguin number seven. Oh, once right you're done there. i gotta tell a story about that okay so continuation of this penguin kind of being like batman's sidekick right he really thinks he's kind of getting over on batman being this like giving him information so batman thinks that he's like clean but obviously batman knows that he's corrupt and that's not going to happen um it's basically like batman kind of has oswald like on a short leash i would say you know like he lets him do what he wants to do but at the same time he's not out there going crazy but i do like at the end i thought was really funny was when he finally takes the whole like penguin persona and has the whole attire and he basically tells batman to like beat the crap out of him and take him to jail because he even says if you treat me like a nut they'll put me in arkham and then i'll get out sooner than putting me in like regular prison where mm-hmm. i could be there for a longer time so like that's very you never think about that way right, right. like joker he could come out or any of these other clowns that wear these get like, these get-ups can come out a lot sooner hmm. than if they would have just been like a normal person just going to jail yeah um but go ahead what's your story and then i'll get with oh. my uh, my pick of the week yeah it's i mean dude i've been collecting this this since the beginning right the penguin and then all yep. of a sudden so i put it on my list this week for my shop and then all of a sudden my shop's like oh yeah i don't order that book anymore and i'm like what like it's literally one of like the best ones coming out on dc right now and I, i'm not really getting picking up a lot of dc and i was just so annoyed he's like well i can i can order it for you and like i i know he said that before like, he's not going to and so mm-hmm. i'm like no okay i'll go somewhere else and i'll get it or i'll end up having to go on ebay and pay like double the price because then you have to pay shipping and handling as well it's just very yep. very frustrating so i don't know irritated because i love the penguin so i have not read that book yet yeah the first the these past two issues are, are good continuations yeah. and i really like how especially i'm sure you noticed it in like the last issue when there's a lot of like the inner monologue like when batman speaking mm-hmm. and then but then they're talking out loud to each other between batman and penguin and then it's like the reverse when like penguin speaking to himself like what he thinks of batman yeah I think that's a it's a very good like dialogue between the two that you don't know like what's going like you know what's going on in their minds and then what also they're saying to each other, right. which I thought was really cool. Um but last but not least, I we <clears throat> I actually got advanced copies of Feral number one and number two. Mm-hmm. So I got to read those. Those don't come out until the end of next month, number one at least. Uh <clears throat> you know, if you like stray dogs, I, I recommend picking it up. You got three house cats, obviously, big cat guy here. So they're lost in the woods after some like rabies outbreak. Um, you got Elsie, Patch, and Lord Fluffy. <laughs> you know, and it's pretty cool because they're kind of like your typical teenagers in like a zombie movie, basically. Like they don't know what to do. They don't know how to. They're they're trying to figure out how to survive, but they don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. That's kind of like your like the mo of like teenagers in a, you know, like a campy horror movie. Um, I mean, if you thought Stray Dogs was fucked up, wait till you read this one. That's all I'm gonna say. Um. <laughs> And out of the three of them, <clears throat> let's just that's I'm gonna say that someone's not making it out alive. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty violent. It's it's got a good story, and you can kind of see like the ideas of a cat, like a cat person, and you get like a little bit behind the scenes of certain like I guess origins or backgrounds in some of the cats, but wild stuff in these first two issues. So definitely go ahead and pick up them when they come out. Yeah, I meant to read that one. I didn't I didn't get a chance to get to that. Um but that uh, it looks good, and the art looks, you know, but it's Tony it Fleeks again, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony. Yep. Yeah. 
So awesome stuff. Cool. Sounds good. Check those books out, guys. If you're not reading those, obviously some of them are probably titles everyone's reading, but we always try to throw in some some books out there that maybe you guys aren't reading right now. But um, yeah. Anyway, moving on, we have some community questions. Mr. We Prime, do. what do you uh, got? Yeah. So we have two quick questions. We have one from Mike DeBeast Benson. He goes, which villain would you rather see in a live action movie, Noel or the Batman who laughs? Ah. Hmm. Uh. Want to take this one first? Sure. Um, I mean, it, it, hands down, Batman who laughs for me. Uh, I'm over. I'm a little over and tired of the symbiotes and the venoms and the carnages and the, and all that stuff. And, and I don't really. I never really found anything super interesting about Null. Like there wasn't. I don't know. The hype wasn't there for me. Where the payoff wasn't there for, after the hype. Like he just was this like god of the symbiotes but like i don't know i didn't really there was not a lot to him for me but um mm-hmm. the batman who laughs now that's something different like i thought that idea of a character is just great you know bruce wayne turning into the joker which is always what you've wondered was going to happen right if he ever got infected by the the joker uh toxin and then but it's just it's more than that right it's not just batman with the joker face and laughing like the mm-hmm. batman who laughs is crazy and he looks crazy and you got the robins i mean yeah I, I would love to see that i would love to see how they would do that like i don't know how you do that it'd have to be like the darkest batman film ever right like yeah um, i've seen cosplays and they're pretty wild for those characters so. yeah i had Imagine, that like statue, legit movie money that one eight statue home mm. that was the only statue i've ever bought and it was awesome like so so cool but yeah that's my vote you I actually thought you were going to go with Noel. No, no. I, I'll actually go with Noel. I think, <clears throat> I think, I think on the opposite. I think Noel is a character that has the ability to have more in space. You know, you get you get out of the realm. <clears throat> you get out of the realm of like the normal symbiotes. Like you can bring in the whole symbiote world, like their host, like their planet. Okay. And bringing in Noel kind of gives you more of an atmosphere. Yes, it's probably going to be tougher to do right because of there's so much history and background that you'd have to involve in characters compared to batman who laughs like you could just bring in batman who laughs right like oh it's a dimension right right with null you'd have to have all the different symbiotes there and it has to have like such a build-up but i'd like to see Null. i think he could do a pretty good job taking on the rest of the symbiotes at some point you don't you don't think the spamonk universe would totally screw it up it's got to be marvel right it would would, get ruined i mean it would get ruined but yeah Wow. Where their their version of Carnage and like all the Venom symbiotes that they had. Oh, God. Yeah. But anyway, Good. cool, cool question. Um, and then our second question comes from our buddy Paperweight Collects. He goes, "Do you feel two months into 2024 that the content within comics are being written better?" Hmm. Good, good <clears throat> question. I don't know. It's tough. You know, there's a lot of hype right now about the ultimate universe, right? That's kind of pushing a lot of hype in these first two months. There's, mm-hmm. you know, which is always a good thing, whether you agree or disagree on the ultimates. If you're a reader of comics, you should be happy that there's some hype general, like actual hype. It's not spec hype, right? It's mm-hmm. hype about here's a universe. It's good writing. There's a good storytelling. So that's like, that's one good thing. Um, I haven't personally, I haven't noticed like a, better writing so to speak it seems pretty much like status quo for what i, I kind of was picking up anyway like everything i do think the inner john universe is just knocking out of the park and obviously that kind of started 
end of last year, but um, I don't know. I haven't I'm trying to think of new titles. I think everything, everything right now that I think is good writing, I kind of was already reading in 2023. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Avengers Twilight is probably what that was probably the beginning of the year. We got three issues in, maybe December is when it first started. So, yeah, I would say that. Um, I would say, yeah, like you said, the Ultimate Spider Man stuff, but even like ongoing issues that, and I don't think we really had too much of a like a writer change up, but obviously, like Wolverine, like we've yeah. been talking about that. Um, Penguin again, solid stuff. Been solid, yeah. You know, and the writers, artists aren't really changing there. Mm-hmm. You really haven't seen a shakeup with anything yet. I, you know, the Batman's always solid. So I don't think it's gotten better. I just think it's, I think you really need to wait and see like as more number ones come out or your team. Right. You know, you get, you get those change ups with like the new stuff, not yeah, carry on. Like yeah. yeah. When like a new creative team takes over, that's kind of like where you want to see, you know, on a title. And that's always, that was always big. Like, Especially mm-hmm. on like the DC side, in between, in like the middle of like a series, right? Yeah, we make a big, a big thing about it. Obviously, like Batman, detective stuff. You know, Marvel. It's always they typically have the like the main writer artist, main writer. I would say, kind of bleed out for the whole series and then just end it, <clears throat> unless yeah. something happens like Donny Cates. But I think, um, I think also it may seem uh, this is like by no means like the the answer, but I'm just thinking right off the top of my head, maybe it seems like it's better writing because we haven't had like any really big flop yet. Mm. So there's no like real cross cross reference here. Like, Oh, that book <laughs> sucked really bad. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, but you also like, I, this came up when I, you were talking, I was thinking about this usually around may we'll see like once new comic book day hits and like Marvel kind of how Marvel preps it. Right. So we have some, an article we're going to talk about here shortly blood hunt. So, that has potential to be bad just mm-hmm. based on some things that we'll talk about when we talk about it. It also has potential to be really good. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't, I guess I'm kind of on the fence. I'm still in the waiting mode right now. I've been enjoying the books I'm reading. Let's say that I haven't, nothing's really let me down. I think, the, now. I think the one thing that always stays or is written well is either these limited series like Avengers twilight, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. that's, Data continuity, it's not really going to be changing anything like the status quo and and just general stories, right? Nothing like events because, you know, we we always yeah. talk about events and we're like, oh, this event, ugh, this event. And it never the writings like eh, it never really changes anything. Right. But then you just have regular storylines like obviously the saber tooth war right now, the Batman stuff, the Joker uh, year one stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anything that we you know that we talk about on our weekly reads like we really don't ever talk about. Uh, very good story events right there's no big giant arcs that you know like obviously the beast world that just ended for dc was like a letdown uh-huh. you know i think the last thing that realistically was good yeah what was like the last like event? big thing that came in yeah shoot dude i don't know what's good <laughs> um i don't know i can't think of an event that i was actually kind of like like blown out of the water about um I mean, even the X-Men stuff, you can't really call them events because they're more like um, themes. Like the Fall of X has been going for a while. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily like an event. It's just like a theme across all the X titles. Um, dude, what was the last event? I mean, it's wild that we can't remember because I'm sure it was like a month ago. Right? Like It's just every month it feels like there's some new event. Um, I don't know. But yeah, don't it, know. it's... 
So whatever. I, I think it's a good question. I just think it's a it's a question that realistically you need to wait and see it's a little as early. more number ones come out and or new series come out and yeah. with the creative teams. And I think, like I said, with Marvel looking at their solicitations, there's a lot more of these miniseries. Like I, I even I read Spider Punk one today mm-hmm. and I wasn't too impressed. Yeah. You know, um, Race to Arms, I think it's called. And does Hobie Brown really need another miniseries like? All it is is just they take him and he's got like this band of people that are different versions of the characters in our universe. So like Ironheart is called Riot Heart. There's like a Captain America character, um, Kamala Khan's there, and they're fighting in this first issue. They're literally fighting like the Sinister Six, but it's like another universe. And it's just like huh. it just becomes lazy. Yeah, and that's and how, I'm not interested in it at all. Like it was okay when they originally did it with Spider Gwen, and then I'm you know I say that as because I am a Spider Gwen fan, but like that was like. I guess the first true time that they did that other than like miles, but they didn't at least miles kind of had his own villains a little bit. They, they kind of changed it up, right? They weren't like the carbon copies of what they are in the six, one, six universe. But I feel like in this, it's just like, I don't care about what they're just like weird looking creatures in this, in this universe. And now they have him fighting, uh, Jason Hammer and Otto Octavius are kind of like plotting together to do something. In this so. Yeah, it is lazy. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. It's lazy. Like you didn't create a new character. They don't have a new backstory. It's just, hey, here's a new version of the Shocker or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, and, I mean, I guess as you as I'm saying this, I can also <laughs> that's kind of the Ultimate Universe, right? But uh, I don't know. There's something different about the Ultimate Universe. It's it's actually like a universe, not a. You know, it's not just like a limited series that's going to be going away and has no point or no mm. like, lasting effect. So, but anyway, yeah, good questions, man. Thanks, uh, Mike and uh, Paperweight. Appreciate that. So, anyway, let's move on. Let's get into some articles. So, let's start with since we just kind of talked about, let's talk about Blood Hunt, right? So, mm-hmm. we have a uh, more. <laughs> This is just like classic, right? So the events and right? it's more blood hunt tie-ins have been announced, which is mm. just the, one of the most tiresome things that Marvel does, right? Is you have these events and then it's just all these tie-ins. Um, and I feel like it wasn't too long ago. I mean, it was, but let's say early 2000s. No, probably like 2006, seven, eight, maybe something where they had like the Dracula situation again, right? It's, it's every... Every decade or so, we go back to like a vampire versus everyone like scenario. Um, so anyway, I mean, I, I'm here for it. Like, I'm, 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 I actually read Blade right now, which is meh. I mean, it's okay. It's not great. And it's not horrible. Um, Blade's a pretty one-dimensional character anyway. So mm-hmm. if you like Blade, you're kind of you know intrigued by it, but it's not anything to write home about. But let's let's read off some of these. Uh, these tie-ins. So obviously you got the blood hunt one through five, the main series, which will not be five months. It probably will be more, more like eight because they'll probably mess something up in distribution. You got, you got uh, obviously the free comic book day, blood hunt and X-Men. And then some of the limited series that they've got, you got black Panther blood hunt one through three union, Jack, the Ripper blood hunt one through three uh, blood hunters one through four Dracula blood hunt one through three midnight suns one through three strange Academy one through three, Amazing Spider-Man, one through three, Wolverine, one through three. And then you got a couple of one-shots, two still not being uh, released yet, but you got a one-shot about Jubilee, Magic, Psylocke, and uh, X-23, Laura Kinney, the Wolverine. So 
four X-Men one-shots. Um, and then you got a couple series tie-ins, obviously, and they're ongoing. You're going to see it bleed into Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Moon Knight, and Venom. So, um, I don't know. Man, already have, I've already like looked at this, and I'm like, yeah. this is probably over two hundred dollars for this just one little for this one series. Well, that, what? Let me ask you a question. What are you? How? What are you pricing the issues at? I would. I, I, I'm just pricing it at like five bucks a piece. Yeah, they're probably but more like four ninety nine. I bet you some of them. Yeah, too. but here's yeah, some of them yeah. could be like the three ninety nines. Like the regular series tie-ins are probably three ninety nines. The one shots are probably either four or five ninety nine. The yep. limited series probably either four or five. But like that's this just looking at this list and this all the different titles, you're it's well over two hundred dollars. Let's see if CLZ has these prices yet. Um I mean, and that's what it is. You know, they they talk about in the article that you know this obviously this was announced last year at New York Comic Con. They're much like Civil War and Secret Invasion. Blood Hunt is a story that has been naturally building across Marvel's comics over the past couple of years. Um, we have a storyline with the Vampire Nation getting together for the first time in a first time in, with their single vision for the first time in a millennium to keep them at bay. A new world order maybe need to put them out, and which is something that we have been seeing right in Avengers, like when yeah we saw it a while ago with Jason Aaron's run. Yeah, so that was kind of like Chernobyl in their kingdom. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's just so many different titles, and I feel like some of them are going to be so unnecessary. But you know, at what point? This is like where it is. It's like at what point is so many limited series one shots, tie-ins, just like just sucking your money dry? Yeah. Like so. Oh, sorry, keep going. No, it's just like I, I title like the limited series. I could get some of them. I can get behind some of them, but like mm -hmm. Strange Academy and union jack are like for me i feel like the two weakest of those seven six or seven that you told right yeah so i did the math on just the limited series based on what clz says so <laughs> each issue is just this is just the limited series right 4.99 so just if you collected all the issues which is like i think 26 issues mm -hmm. it's 130 dollars just for those limited series um but yeah like, i mean honestly union jack kind of sounds interesting to me because it's a character that like hasn't been around a, a while and like the ripper i'm wondering does it have a tie-in to like jack the ripper possibly but like strange academy i know there's a fan base for strange academy but this is what marvel does right it has like a, a title that didn't do well and then they bring it back for a limited series to see if like hey let's see if we can get a little bit more interest in this title um mm -hmm. case in point black panther which always sucks and i don't know who out there is like I don't know who you fanboys for Black Panther are. You obviously don't exist because you don't buy his books because it can never hold a run. Um, that's it's just yeah, dude. Midnight Sun's cool. Do you need Wolverine? Obviously, every time that's, a bit, that's obviously like the best title in there. Well, I think I, Midnight Sun, I think Dracula Prize is pretty solid. I like Blood Hunters. Blood Hunter is like Elsa Bloodstone. It looks like and um, who else? Hawkeye so, and Werewolf by Night. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm looking at a really small picture. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty crappy picture, but um, the one shots with all the X Men. You know, obviously I'm an X Men fan, but I, I don't know, maybe. And then I don't know, dude. I mean, back in the day in the 2000s, I would have been buying every single one of these books. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now <But> that's <laughs> they, they totally. I'm this. I was the sucker back there, but at least yeah. back then they weren't 4.99 a book, probably. Um, yeah. 
And I also do like how in the main series they have these what's called the red band edition. The red band, yeah. Okay. Like, well, let's see if actually I bet you the main series is more expensive. Hold on. Well, it's probably going to be at least a four ninety nine book. But you know, don't get me wrong. I, I definitely I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I like the art. Uh, Pepe La Rose mm-hmm. is definitely uh, a great artist. He did like the, some of the Canaan <sighs> stuff, so I, I can definitely get behind that. I you know even the article kind of shows some of the the upcoming stuff, some previews. So I'm really excited just to check it out. And it's, it's something different, right? Mm-hmm. Will it have a, you know, a lasting stay on what's going on? I don't really know, but there is a really cool John Tyler, Christopher variant for issue one with blade. Like it's an old school blade, like real old school blade, the night ne- and it's a negative cover, but um, check it out. the number one issue six ninety nine, And then it looks like the other, at least number two is four ninety nine. But I bet you knowing Marvel issue five is probably probably up that bad boy to another six ninety nine. So that's what Marvel does, man. I don't it's getting tiresome, dude. They're, I feel like they're just squeezing blood out of the stone. No pun intended with Blood Hunt, but I'm excited for it. But I guarantee you probably 80 and I'll read all these titles, 80% of them I'm most likely will read online and not purchase. So yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to pick up the fantastic four books. I'll try to read them online. If the story seems good. Um, yeah. Some of know. those titles are just weird to have in there. I don't, I don't get the, t- the series tie-ins, but whatever. Yeah. Honestly, the, the limited series I'm more interested in than the series tie-ins. Like mm. I kind of wish they the didn't is. do that. You know, I, I really, I really wish if you're going to tie in a character, right. For these events, don't tie it into <laughs> like the, the ongoings because then you have like, so you have a writer who's writing an ongoing, right. Um, and then you're like, Hey, issues like venom issues 33 through 34. We're going to have to switch gear. The story you've been building this whole time through your venom run now has to be blood hunt. And usually mm-hmm. they'll bring another writer, right. To write those issues sometimes. And it just, I, I don't like that. Like just do, do a limited series if you want venom in there or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, I agree. I agree. What do we got well, next? Let's uh, let's stick with some events. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's stick with some events. So this is a uh, over at Screen Rant. Marvel's Venom War hits oh, yeah. father against son in a massive symbiote battle royale. Can't go a whole month without talking about symbiotes. So no, um, this was recently announced, coming out in August. So the Venom War will see a huge battle between Eddie Brock and his son Dylan by Al Ewing, uh, Philip Tan, <clears throat> and Ebian Coelli. Completely butchered that. Um, Eddie and Dylan assemble a powerful teams to face off against each other. With the, vil- the villains backing Eddie, which is pretty crazy because um, from what we see in the artwork, you have Eddie's team is Bedlam, Flash Thompson's Anti Venom, Wild, and um, Tyro, and then you have Dylan. And on Dylan's side, you have Normie, you know, Red Red Goblin, Sleeper, Flexo, and Black Widow in her new symbiote suit. So this is going to be some weird stuff coming over the summer because it's always the summer of symbiote somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, so with that being said, the biggest event for Venom fans for this year, you know, you got these two. I don't, and I don't know how is this. I mean, I don't. I'm not really reading Venom too much. I was reading the Red Goblin stuff and. Yeah. But like, where is this fitting in? Like, have you been keeping up with Venom? Like, yeah. Um. So you know, currently, obviously, this Venom run started with Eddie being like the god, the, the yeah, the King in Black or whatever, and yeah. all those side characters, all those new ones, they're all versions of Eddie Brock. So it's it's 
kind of hard to explain, I guess. Um, well, no, some of them I do know, but I'm just saying like, where are, are they? So they're going to be fighting each other, but is this something that's already building in the, uh, uh, not really. I mean, you have, so you have Eddie doing his own thing in like this, uh, I think it's called the garden and it's some like out of time situation. And, and each one of those like Tyro wild and, and those dudes are all parts. They're, they're all Eddie at some point in his life as he's getting to like the end goal. Mm. That's all. They're all Eddie. And so then you have obviously Dylan playing venom in like the real world doing all of those things. Um, it hasn't really been building up. I, I haven't, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of antagon, like antagonism between the two characters. They're trying to get, Eddie's trying to get back to, to Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess when you've created like, <laughs> that's the thing, right? So this story's now created like six more Eddie Brock symbiotes. So that'll be, that'll be great. Like 10 years from now when we have all these other characters that are, showing up um but i don't know whatever i think if black widow is symbiote dude i I don't know i'm excited i like sleeper but it is i love sleeper i think i think the idea is because so you have you know you have eddie who um, eddie you have dylan who was introduced right not too long ago in in the universe Mm -hmm. eddie's son didn't know about him so it's kind of like this building tension building tension of father and son right yeah that's kind of where we're going to get this thing. And I feel like that's something that we haven't really seen too much in comics. So why not do yeah. it? Right. Uh, Dylan's grown. We've seen him in his, you know, with his symbiote on earth and Dylan uh, and Eddie's over there in the garden space, wherever at a time. But, yeah. Fighting Meridius. And it looks like Meridius yeah. is in the middle there. So it's probably going to be like him coordinating all this, you know, like he's the one who's behind it. Mm. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about where Al Ewing's been going with this story. It's not horrible, but I don't find it to be, I don't know, super interesting. It's not gripping me. Maybe others. So I don't, you know, I don't want to say that's just my opinion right now. But, and of course, yeah, the retcon of Flexo into a symbiote. I mean, it's just, well, cool, dude. More symbiotes. Sweet. But, All right. Anyway. Venomor, August 2024, following the summer of symbiotes, probably. So, moving on, we've got a DC Elseworlds. Kicking over to our DC guy, Justin. Yeah, so uh, another article over at Screen Rant. So, DC Elseworlds relaunches beginning this June. So, DC has finally announced the official comic release timeline for its out-of-continuity Elseworlds else worlds stories while dropping this june so we obviously will see the imprint of else worlds returning with six captivating titles including stories from batman harley quinn and even deathstroke so the titles include from our dc <clears throat> from our dc versus vampire series with the world war v we have uh, gotham by gaslight the kryptonian age so the old gotham by gaslight was a Mike mignola book in like the nine early 90s or late 90s i can't remember uh, Dark Knights of Steel All Winter looks pretty cool. That's involving Deathstroke and kind of North mythology. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, you have Batman the Barbarian, Batman Nightfire, and Green Lantern Dark. Hmm. So some of them sound pretty, pretty amazing. Um, get over it. So the Green Lantern Dark, following Earth's last hero against the desolate wasteland backdrop overrun by monsters in a post-apocalyptic world 
Uh, Batman Nightfire will divulge into a time-traveling narrative as the Dark Knight attempts to correct a tragic event by journeying into the past. Okay. And then, like I said, I think the North mythology of Deathstroke sounds pretty awesome, the whole Norse lore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's two, like, obviously, like, the, the Gotham, Gotham by Gaslight, Dark Knights of Steel, DC versus Vampires. Those are all, like, kind of ongoing Elseworld stories that have been, like, over the years. Mm-hmm. which is kind of cool um i like dc versus vampires more vampires right um, <laughs> yeah dark knights of steel was, good twist good change yeah. right that was a good then, you know change in the dc vampires yeah and then um yeah i don't know i mean i might check those out the green lantern dark it looks like it's a, a female character right as i'm seeing the cover here she's got like a a lantern on a stick which is kind of it looks pretty cool um yeah i don't know i'll check them out probably Almost looks like, yeah, I feel like the Elseworld stuff has always been something that was done in DC in like the 80s and 90s, and they kind of just got out of it. And I feel like it's been more drawn up in the past couple of years with obviously, yeah, DC versus Vampires and Dark Knights of Steel. They've seen the success of those two titles, and they're like, they should be expanding on that. And, you know, it's not always just about Batman. Yeah, obviously, Batman the Barbarian and Batman Nightfire your main guy but then you're you're throwing in green lantern dark which is completely new and like you were saying looks like a female character mm-hmm. um gotham by gaslight wasn't originally batman but now i i see you know again the kryptonian age um that one's kind of expanded so they say it will expand upon the dark and murdy uh mysterious universe created by brian austin and mike mignola taking it beyond gotham city's borders to unveil a 19th century justice league so I'm surprised they didn't throw in um, <clears throat> one of the other like Elseworld titles that has been really popular over the years, The Deceased. They did a lot of like mm. miniseries with Deceased, you know? I'm kind of surprised I they think, didn't throw that one in there. I felt like that kind of just ran its course, though. It did. I, you know, I'm, it did. I'm, I'm glad they didn't, but that's <laughs> not to say I'm not surprised. I'm surprised they didn't, you know? But um, so some DC stuff for you guys. Uh, we hit up the Marvel and uh, yeah, DC. So that's what we got for news this week um go ahead and round out this episode with drama drama alert drama alert drama alert for sure so i know everybody's been waiting because i posted it on instagram but you know what that's called a tease we give you what we normally talk about here on a weekly basis so you can listen to us and now we're gonna get into some dirty dirty stuff so uh this was provided to me by two different people um i'm gonna just say this allegedly but it Always was safe. safe to alleged. Yeah, safe to, to alleged. Allege. So, someone posted this. It's a pretty long read that I have to go through. Someone uh, posted this on the CGC forums, and it was later taken down because, of course, once you get and hear who it's about, of course, they would have they'd contact CGC and tell them to take it down. So, <clears throat> a former employee here. That's the person just saying it. Uh, former employee here, I have firsthand experience working for Comic Connect slash Metropolis Comics. Enjoy. It is a very depressing place to work with. No leadership, no structure, and no respect for employees from the owners, Vincent Zarazola and Stephen Fischler. If you were hired for one job like inventory, you will most likely end up having three or four additional responsibilities that no one will train you on. They hired a new CEO, Darren Wang, last year, and he had already quit the company as of September 1st. They fired the COO, Michael Cohen, not long after Darren arrived. And in true Comic Connect slash Metropolis fashion, they expected him to act as both CEO and COO once Michael was fired. 
not only is it un <laughs> an unstructured, they have very shady business practices. Get ready, people. Here it comes. Mm -hmm. Vincent Zerzola and Stephen Fischler bid on Comic Connect auctions under the name Mr. Pink. This is an account that accompanies that the company uses to bid up items that are underperforming or in order to win items that are about to sell for too low. Since they have access to see who is the top bidder, they are able to bid out anybody they want. Many times I've seen employees bid on something minuscule like a poster and lose. They come in the next day to see who won the item, who, who wanted it, and only to discover Mr. Pink. The items Mr. Pink wins are collected and placed in another room. These items are then brought downstairs eventually and loaded into Stephen Fischler's van, where it is either relisted or held onto at Stephen Fischler's house. Vincent has a hot temper. Think stereotypical Italia many times in inventory workers and sales not get not will get yelled at for not completing a task, not answering Vincent fast enough, or not knowing a specific piece of information. Vincent has a very fragile ego and demands respect. If he feels he did not show his respect, he will retaliate in some fashion. He has no idea how to motivate his employees or will not consider monetary forms of motivating employees. Stephen is the opposite. He is the wealthy person who is an ambitious, self-impressed, who talks down to the people who work, who he works for. He has consistently said he can go to McDonald's and find replacements for anyone. He is motivated <laughs> by greed and booze. Many times I've booze. <laughs> many <laughs> many times I've walked into his <laughs> office and found a bottle of liquor in the trash or under his desk. Many times he will walk around the office barefoot. He's very quick to come up with Ew. ideas. <laughs> he is very quick to come up with ideas and is very slow to execute. He is constantly looking for ways to cut corners, whether it's making upgrades. I've seen a grade, I've seen a book graded at a 7.6. I don't know, I don't think it's 7.6, but let's just say it's seven meh, by Fisher or telling graders that modern books are to be listed under 9.6, 9.8. No, if or buts are about it. Um, I just want you guys to know that this is company is trash. The owners of this company are trash. And if um Kellen, uh Mike, oh Micah is reading this don't go snitching to daddy vincent <laughs> wow so i'm looking at metropolis's uh, instagram account who's the guy who's in all the videos which one is that that's is that vincent the, is that the booze hound or is that the the mean italian that's the mean italian okay he, he at least wears his shoes right and, yeah he at least wears his shoes okay <laughs> so yeah so big wow. big news right there that is some so they have, obviously, if you don't know, there's many auction houses out there, Heritage Auctions, Goldens, and Comic Connect. So you have the owners of Comic Connect bidding under, and this isn't the first time that this isn't the first time that I've, you know, heard about this, mm -hmm. but because this was posted on the CGC forums and then sent to me by several different people and then taken off seems, yeah, like yeah. obviously why, you know, I'm sure it's real because, and shit, I'm sure someone at Metropolis called, well, Vincent or Steve called up CGC and was like, take this off the boards right now. That's right? crazy, dude. It's very, it's, it's, un, it's unfortunate, man. I mean, we always talk about the comic community, right? And like trying to support each other. Obviously we're, we're at the front lines of the the epic nation situation of someone screwing someone over. And then you have, of course, the big dogs, you know, doing the same thing. Um, I mean, honestly, it's no different than what Epic does, right? To some extent. I mean, it's it's thievery. You 
are trying to win a book and it's moved out of your hand. It's just like moving the goalposts all the time. Mm -hmm. And it probably doesn't surprise people because I feel like society is so used to like the people at the top doing things to us like this. Um, but I don't know. It makes me look at him at a different light. I always looked at Metropolis as like a person who didn't like not in the know about Metropolis too much and comic connect. Cause mm -hmm. that's not really my Avenue and I'm not buying stuff on the auction house, but like, I, I don't know, man. I always thought they were like stand up dudes. And now this definitely colored my opinion. Yeah. You figure they've probably been doing this for years. Right. Oh, and the fact that they get, and then I think I, I also read that, or I looked that up, um, that the Mr. Pink name no longer exists. I'm like, if listen, if you're going to do that, you might as well just keep, you should change your name like every year, every six months. Like if right. you're going to keep, yeah but you know the thing is too it, it, then it looks like this when they sell something like super high oh it's a record at comic connect right bullshit. I, yeah bullshit. bullshit. probably yeah. them because where's the owner where's the person you know and again that then hurts us like the little guys like that's not fair like mm -hmm. i want to be able to to win a book at a you know possibly a good price but it listened if it's like you like you just, I just said, like it could go for low, you know, if they think, oh, it's going to go for low and they want to get more money because obviously they make money off of the consignment uh -huh. fee of the person. So if it only goes for a hundred and then all of a sudden I'm bidding up to like 600, obviously they're going to make more on that person who's selling it. If yeah. it's someone who's consigned it to them. So, and that's kind of the appeal. That's always been the appeal, the auction format, right? Is that mm -hmm. You might, it, it's it's multiple things, right? There's a lot of appeal to the auction format, like the energy, the fun is one of them, but it's also the idea that, hey man, I might get this for a steal. Like there may only be four people bidding on this and I might get it like $200 cheaper or $50 cheaper or whatever, you know? Um, and now that's kind of like being moved, right? It's like not, not being allowed to occur. So that's very unfortunate. I mean- I don't have any intention of build, bidding on auctions, but I, I can d definitely guarantee you that if I do in the foreseeable future, it won't be with them based on this because I won't trust it. I just yeah. I won't. You know, I wouldn't even never go on their website, whether Comic Connect Metropolis, to even look at a book. I wouldn't even buy just like a book that you could buy on a buy it now, like after you know seeing that after the people that provided it to me because I'm not mm. going to support them. No, dude. Yeah, that's that's horrible. And they're like you said, man, they're a big name in the in the community. It's yeah. very, very so this East Coast, you know, yeah. they're here at New York Comic Con. I they're you know, their office is right in downtown New York City. They're like no joke. So Yeah. So and there has there been no identification, obviously, on like who the employee was who wrote this. I'm sure that people could like figure it out, but yeah. I mean, I don't I'm not I'm not the, the person. In the know. Yeah, I don't really know. He's been silenced. Probably. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I like at the end there. He's like, "Oh, don't go telling Big Daddy Vincent." And who who was the person he called out at the end? Oh, Micah, and I think he's the art guy there. Like he's the guy who deals with all the art stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. But I could be wrong. But like the OA, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was provided to me by a few few different people. It was on the CGC boards. It was taken off, but some people clipped it. Um, before yeah, nothing dude nothing you, everything's on the internet that's right if you, if you post it and two seconds later like, oh crap we could probably be already got that shit dude yep yeah. Yeah. Always. always wins man <laughs> that's funny dude screenshot 
fuck. Whoever invented screenshot, bro, that person deserves like a Nobel Peace Prize. Like, hey, you know what? Let's have the ability to just screenshot this real quick. <laughs> it just yeah. is like ruined more lives than anything in this universe. Always. Oh, Always. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild stuff. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Another one goes down. I mean, like, look, with the pillars of the... Okay, so real quick, not to like belabor the topic, but you're talking about the comic book community and you're talking about kind of like the higher echelon aspects of the community, right? And you got the, the pillars mm-hmm. of the comic book community and you got cgc right um maybe cbcs and it depends like on the the year mm-hmm. maybe kind of they rise up to there um metropolis has probably been one of those um pillars of the community in terms of like that that kind of stuff uh well as far as like diamond houses and yeah well so I, you you look at it like names where you would be able to find old like grail type books mm-hmm. right that's you know you, that's where you'd think you think right heritage 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 is one of course yeah. and, and i don't you, mean just like auction houses i'm just meaning like the comic book world yeah. boom these are big names you got heritage you got diamond you've got cgc and metropolis yeah i mean they set up booths at new york comic-con and they show off like amazing original oh, yeah. art covers and you know high grade like first action appearance one yeah, yeah they have they have like dude i remember at san diego comic-con their booth was even even it doesn't matter how many times you've seen it, right? You're just always cruise by because you're like, holy shit, action comics one, detective comics, like you know, it's wild. Mm-hmm. You just have to see them. But damn dude, everyone's fallen. CGC's always got problems. Diamonds like defunct, it seems like can't do anything. Um, and now Metropolis falls. Heritage still just lasting, bro. Yeah. Heritage yeah. doing good. But where I do you buy your thing- games from? What? Oh, Where from you, uh, from Heritage. You do from Heritage, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, I mean, I typically only buy like games that people I feel like people aren't bidding on because mm-hmm. the games that I really want, I'm like, I'm not getting that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting. Like once you see what they're really going for, I'm like, right. I'm not. You know, well, I'd you rather just buy it off of eBay. Yeah, you made some good grabs. But anyway, I just sent I in about six or seven. We'll speak since we're even real quick. We're talking yeah, games, yeah. so I literally yeah. just sent in. What did I just send in? You'll be you and some some other gentlemen will be pleased. I just sent in Final Fantasy nine, ten, twelve, and thirteen. Mm. Uh, Resident Evil zero and Resident Evil four on GameCube and Darkstalkers three on PlayStation one. Everything is sealed. What? How many? Final Fantasy games? Do you are you missing? Are you trying to complete the run one through? What we I just want the numbered. So, yeah. Well, like I'm not going to do like X tactics, like Final yeah, Fantasy tactics, tactics yeah. or uh, I don't know, like what's like another one that's a weird Final Fantasy? I don't. Yeah, know. Like, I missed the quest doing. from like yeah. Super. So like, what I'm missing now is three from Super Nintendo. Um, I still need number one. Um, eight. And then, I mean, I need it. You know, I yes. What's the other one? There's, or no, I have Origins because that's one and two. Oh, Anthology, which was is five and six because mm-hmm. some of them never came out here in the states. Right. So the only way to get them was like, but yeah. So, but as far as sealed, so sealed, I have nine through nine and up. I don't really want to get eleven because eleven was online and so was fourteen. So like that doesn't really count. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so nine through sixteen, I have sealed. And or Origins, I have sealed, which is a 
origin the original one and two and the, the original two never came here from the states so that's that but yeah cool well i'm excited speaking of final fantasy um we'll yes, be taking well, a break listening to this we'll be playing it we'll be we'll be taking a break from the comic-con podcast for the, the next two months Justin and i will just be playing final fantasy 7 rebirth um dude it's been getting have you seen i saw like it's like 50 out of 50 uh yeah 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 it's it's like cool. insane reviews i cannot wait for this thing I'm, let's look i'm gonna look at my tv real quick i'm gonna tell you what the counter is it's probably like two two hours and 30 minutes till i can play this guy's yeah Unfortunately, I'm not going to play tonight. I'm not going. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. It's it's more fun when you can sit there and enjoy it when you you don't have to worry about it. But um, well, real I quick, would, I would play, except I'm, I think I'm going to go to uh, emo night tonight with Ooh, a buddy. Yeah, that's dude, cool. Love me some emo. Uh, go ahead. Got to give a shout out to an upcoming convention. Uh, so the Lehigh Valley Comic Convention is Saturday, April 13th. Lehigh Valley is over in like uh, Eastern PA. So if you, I've been to the the show. It's 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 a good it's a good one day show. So Lehigh Comic Cap grew up, dude. Oh Cap yeah, yeah. In America. Well, yeah, but that was High Valley. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Um, but the reason I bring that up is our buddy Scott Palachek will be set up there signing his book. Nice. So um, if you get a chance, Saturday, April thirteenth, you can go ahead and check it out online at the LehighComicConvention.com. Uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to go out there because it's about it's a little over an hour for me, but it's it's definitely a good show and um wouldn't mind seeing Scott in person since I haven't seen him since New York Comic Con. So nice. Yep. Two hours and forty five minutes, bro. Till we till I can play. But I'm in the same boat. It's the same thing for me, but yeah. it'd be midnight so when I can play. I'm like yeah. you, it's ten forty ten forty five. No. <laughs> ten. Ten, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Cool. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Comic Con podcast season four episode nine, man. You know what? It's only probably like four more episodes from Texas for me, and then I'm done. And then I'll be right. an East, East Coaster, East Coast. These are the the final. These are the final Texas El Paso, Texas Comic Con podcast episodes. It's crazy. Yeah. And then of course King Kong will be right around the corner. We've been, mm-hmm. uh, I've been you know, Zach seen. I've been doing a lot of marketing stuff for that. And then uh, also we just put in our sponsorship with the three men in a basement comic swap. Uh, we are uh, one of the 9.8 sponsors. So go check out three men in a basement. They're doing their comic swap May 16th. I probably got that date wrong, but it's the weekend before Memorial day. So it's a Saturday up at the angry hair. Um, and then of course, terrific con in August. Everybody yep. be Ken Marion at both shows. Hell yeah. Fun stuff. Yes. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We will catch you next week. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you when we see you. Later. Hey, comic book collectors. Do you want to protect what you collect? Do you hate when your comic books slide around in your short box, or you need to turn them sideways just so they don't bend or fall over? Well, look no further than Sidekick Supplies. Their product fits firmly inside your comic box, so you don't need to worry. And not only is their product made in the USA, but also ships free directly to your doorstop. Check out our sponsor, Sidekick Supplies at SidekickSupplies.com and use the code Comic-Con15 for 15% off your purchase. Believe me, you'll be ordering more than one.